All right. This is so exciting for me. Welcome, everyone, to a, another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. As always, I am your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me, pretty much as always, unless she's the one kicking me out, is our marketing director and one of our other coaches, Jen Waybar. Good morning, Jen. Well, it's morning where we are. True. Hi, Adam. <laughs> Hi. Um, and we, I am actually coming to you guys live from Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, Nevada, where there is a great mortgage conference going on this week, the Momentum Builder Conference. And our guest this week also happens to be one of the speakers at this event, although he has yet to travel to Las Vegas. But please welcome to the show, Renee Rodriguez. Renee, Hi. hey man, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Good, good to be here, Adam and uh, Jen. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, I can't remember, but uh, it may have even been pre-pandemic. We were in Austin. Austin. Yeah. I know the three of us all spoke at that event. Um, and Renee, oh no, we did get to see you at Originator Connect. You had a half-day event there at that event. I don't know, a year and a half ago, I guess, at this point. So it's still been a minute. And Renee, you have had an amazing run in that time frame. Uh, the book is out. It is incredible. And we're certainly going to want you to talk about that. And you've gotten married in that time frame as well. Um, you've you've had a couple of big years, man. It's been, it's it, this last year has been uh, a, definitely a whirlwind. We I think I wrote it down. We did 235 days of speaking, uh, 59 podcast guest episodes, 18 of our own. We wrote the book, bestseller, eight different marquee press releases, not press releases, but picked up by some pretty cool magazines. And um, yeah, got married, moved into a home. Uh, it's it's been it's been wild. It's and it's yeah, it's been wild. But it's a good thing. Very, very, very fortunate. That's for sure. Well, and these are huge milestones. I mean, major life events. And in the time I've known you, and it hasn't been eons by any means, because I'm not going to admit how old the, uh, any of us are, um, but you've obviously been doing Amplify for all of that time, which is an incredible event. Uh, if people haven't seen it, they certainly should and uh, fill us in on that and what that event looks like. And then yeah, tell us about the book. I've gotten through about half of it. I cannot believe I forgot to bring it to Las Vegas for an autograph, but <laughs> I'll just have to uh, get over that. Maybe I'll find some other copies of it around this week. But yeah, tell us about all the things. God, we didn't know there was a podcast, or I didn't. Jen may have. No. But yeah, back it up. From the time we've met you, you've been doing Amplify. What is that event about? So Amplify... Amplify is, it's really an event to help people from broad sense is amplify their influence or just maximize their influence. And so, but we got to understand what influence is. And I think we, this whole influencer world has is clouded that name a little bit. Influence to me is something that is synonymous with leadership. It's, it's synonymous with persuasion and sales. It's about influence and behavior and thought. <clears throat> and there's a science to it. And there are specific things that you can do to learn it. And so we we help people go through the process of learning the science. And now this isn't a course where we just learn a bunch of party tricks that you read in a book. It's not like, oh, I'm going to learn, you know, uh, 
just little tricks and things. This is truly learning the inner workings of how our brains work, how people make decisions, how we connect to information, how we reject information, and then how our language helps that process or hurts that process. And then <clears throat> we're also learning the body language that either contributes or takes away from the process. And so, but the biggest piece is really getting to know who you are and what you believe. And so we help people first because, and I can teach you the body language, the sequencing and the micro expressions and the timing and all of that stuff. But if you on the inside haven't figured out who you are, and that's such a big question in terms of what you believe and why you even exist, it's, it's a hard thing to build upon. And so when I, when I talk about this sort of existence, I'm really talking about purpose and purpose, we simplify it because I think people are much closer to it than they realize. People are trying to live out their purpose through what they feel is unique about themselves, which is usually a reflection of what their personal values are. And if we can identify what those are and how those translate into their behavior, specifically into what they would think <clears throat> would there be unique attributes, then we can start being more intentional about how we approach things. But then what's the magical outcome of that is it becomes the origin story. Your origin story is answers two very important questions is how you got to where you are today and why you love serving the customers that you serve. And <clears throat> when you can do that, it comes back to a very specific time frame in growing up and specific people that have affected us positively and negatively, but all have taught us lessons. And if we can articulate those lessons through the story of our life, people connect with that. And then when we transition from that past story of our life into current business value proposition, problem solving solutions, it becomes a really powerful combination. And then you deliver that with authenticity and congruency and body language. Now all of a sudden you're, you're deadly on, on stage in front of a room, one-on-one, -on -one, et cetera. Deadly. That's a good way to put it. We've always talked about the fact that we sell with storytelling. That's obviously been a nomer of the sales world, certainly <clears throat> mortgages of real estate, of all of the people that would fit with into our coaching client base, your client base, so on and so forth. But this obviously takes it to a whole new level. And the book obviously translates a lot of this, but it's very, very difficult to read. And, and don't get me wrong, Renee, the book is magnificently written. It is so much fun to read. Thank you. However, I do think something gets lost in the translation versus those of us that have had an opportunity to see you live, to work with you live. It really drives it all home. If you get an opportunity to see Renee in person, please, please take advantage of it. We've gotten a bunch of commentary this week about people who've been fortunate enough to see you and even recently. Unfortunately, I haven't, but I will get to here in the next couple of days. We can solve days. it easily. Phenomenal. <laughs> we are going to solve that inside of 48 hours. It's incredible. I'm so excited about that. And then obviously the Amplify event, an opportunity for people to really get hands-on is the wrong term because it's mind-on, it's emotion-on, it's heart-on to spend a couple of days in a really small group. It's always been people that are really tight with each other. Very rarely do I see where it's outsiders. It's usually 8, 10, 12 people that already know each other know some of the backstory, so on and so forth. So yeah, if you guys are listening, watching live in syndication, whatever, please, please take an opportunity, get a copy of the book, go see Renee speak. And if you can do an Amplify event, I cannot recommend a more solid heart, mind, body language building activity than the couple of days you would get to spend with Renee 
It's really, really incredible. So Renee, tell us about the book. How, <clears throat> how long was this in the works? Because you've been doing this kind of content, this kind of education, this kind of, God, it's, it's such a misnomer to use education as a word to describe what people can gain from an Amplify event or even just from seeing you speak at a half-day event or even for an hour or so, which I'm looking forward to this week. But all of the things that we've learned from you over all of this time really are culminated in the book. So I've got to assume you've been working on it for quite a while. It, close to 30 years, I'd say probably now. It's something that... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, I started learning about the brain when I was in, just got in college. I went to school for behavioral neuroscience and I started selling cookware door to door right away then. And learning the application and the, the hardcore understanding of what sales is, persuasion and influence at that age, and then learning the science behind it, now spending almost 30 years studying it <clears throat> and applying it. I, I, I tell people I'm not, a, I'm not a researcher, I'm more of an applied, applied person, right? Applied science. And, you know, asking the frustrating questions and saying, okay, that's great. We've got that, those results from X, but what does that mean to make me a better communicator? What does that mean to help me close another deal? What does that mean to help me resolve conflict? How does that help me be more confident, raise self-esteem? What does that help me in all these things? And when you have the ability to read the research and then translate it into something that is business applicable immediately, that's where I think the value is created. And so for me, Amplify came together as one, a reflection of my own journey to learn how to be in front of a room how to articulate something because I wasn't somebody who was articulate before. Uh, growing up. I was somebody who was starving for words. I, unfortunately, I used these as a kid and it's, it was because I didn't know how to defend myself verbally. And so I just had to resort to fighting. <clears throat> and, you know, as you get older, that's just not a, not a fun solution. And you learn that there's methods to it, there's processes to it, and there's there's a, a, something you can learn. And so kept getting asked over and over, can you teach me how to do this? And then we realized that, well, the only way to learn how to be on stage is to, and to be, to be a speaker is to learn in a public setting. You know, we can't learn public speaking in a one-on-one -on -one setting. It's just like learning how to shoot a gun for war in a simulator. It's just not the same. <clears throat> the brain chemistry isn't the same. The stress level isn't the same. And so when you can learn under a state dependent sort of environment that reflects the, the, the place that you're going to be delivering at, you learn in a much better way, but, you know, applying story and learning how to do it, it's been, it's been a long process. And then when <clears throat> we were asked to write the book, it was, it was cool because, you know, one, it was, it was my favorite publisher in the world. Their Wiley is incredible. They publish all my favorite authors and it's, so it felt like getting, kind of getting drafted into, into, you know, I always wanted to play in the NBA. <clears throat> I felt like I was getting drafted, you know? And so they did that and, you know, extremely supportive group they're very difficult in their requirements in the sense of if you can't prove within you know a few years of research what you're stating it doesn't go in the book and so it made me better it made me better at understanding what i even what i believe it forced me to dig deeper into my assumptions and to really get clarity around what i felt the truth was around a lot of these things and you know writing the book forces you to articulate and think through the thoughts and to such a level that, um, especially when you know it's going to go global, that you know that I'm going to be held accountable to these words and I can't take them back. And so you get really super clear on what you believe that you're willing to put out there. And <clears throat> I believe, you know, a lot in the integrity of the research 
and making sure that I understand things and, and trying to preempt things. Like I'll give you an example. Like I've used the trying brain theory since I was in 17 and 17, the trying brain, the lizard brain, the reptilian brain, the limbic system, the neocortex, where we talk about fight, flight, freeze. And it's actually debunked. And when I was writing about it, I went back and I had to search for it and I realized it was debunked in the late nineties. And what a crushing blow because it's like so much content on that. And so then I started digging deeper into it. And I talked to a bunch of my neuroscience friends and uh, mentors and they said, Renee, it's, it's, there's a concept called literally inaccurate, but metaphorically accurate. And it's so we don't have a lizard brain that functions that way. We don't only function out of it. We actually use more of our brain. It's much more complex than that. But metaphorically, it's a great way to understand how the brain works. And so, you know, they say we still use it too. And because it's just a great way to help people that don't need to be scientists understand behavior and why we work in a certain way. And I was like, okay. So I did a whole piece on <clears throat> the concept of literally inaccurate, but metaphorically accurate. But then I got a chance to go into it and speak metaphorically instead of scientifically on that piece of it, which was actually kind of fun. So it was, it's been a, it's been a long process. We're only beginning a book takes two to three years to get into mainstream. And we're, I mean, we reached number three, 298 in the world. We were number one, number one, Amazon everywhere, and we hit number two, Wall Street Journal. We were in USA Today, Publishers Weekly, but we've hovered around, you know, ten thousand, top ten thousand. But then recently, this last week, we were at like eleven hundred something. Um, so it's it's cool being on the same, like you know, seeing Chris Voss, you know, two books away from me and the bestseller list still. I mean, we're still like tw like twelve on one of them, and like you know, so it's it's cool. It's fun to see. It's very cool. Um, and I think one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle that has really kind of changed my mindset about it and about Amplify and about the book is that I'm finding more and more content that's applicable to my interpersonal relationships rather than just my sales relationships, my marketing relationships, but <clears throat> that with my uh, wife, my kids, my team, my friends is also really starting to pay dividends as I've gotten through all of this content, as I've been able to spend time with you. I really think it's important, at least in my mind, to emphasize the fact that the content you've got, the things that you're teaching and writing about aren't strictly sales related. I think that there's just so much encompassing just the way humans relate to one another that it's paid dividends in every aspect of that for me. It, you, and you hit it right on the head. <clears throat> and I tell people like, okay, so I spoke 235 days last year, 37 or whatever. And I still spend more of my time influencing one-on-one. -on -one. So most people don't get much time to influence in front of a room. Most people do it one-on-one, -on -one, which is great. And when you learn how to do it one-on-one, -on -one, then you learn one-on-two and then maybe one-on-five. But most of the time we're influencing in a one-on-one -on -one scenario, person to person. And influence matters just as much to a school teacher, a police officer, as it does to a CEO. And it's, it matters to a parent and their child. It matters to a child to their parent. And in fact, like, <clears throat> to me, influence is universal because if you look at, you look at the opposite of influence, because it's a great way philosophically to understand the value of something, is to look at its opposite. And you say, okay, so let's pretend I have no influence. I walk in a room and no one notices. I tell a joke, no one laughs. I sell a product, no one buys. I cast a vision and no one follows. I share an idea, no one cares. I feel insignificant. I feel invisible. And if I feel insignificant, I feel invisible. That means that I feel like I have no impact. And then I start asking myself, so why am I here?
here? Why am I in this meeting here? Why am I on this team here? Why am I in this world? And so that's a bigger question of purpose. And so then we go, okay, let's say that I have influence. I walk in a room, people notice. I tell a joke, people seem to laugh. I sell a product and people are buying. I share an idea and people like it. I cast a vision and people follow. Now I feel significant. I feel like I have impact. I do something and the world responds. And when I feel like I have impact, I feel like, okay, that is my purpose. That is the that is the direct tether to purpose is what I'm what I believe. Can I communicate it and people act? And so therefore I must be here to cause that action. And <clears throat> it happens in every aspect of our life. So I mean, parents need to to influence their kids to brush their teeth and stay away from drugs and alcohol to do well in school. And you know, we need to influence people to purchase our products and follow on and comment and engage. We need to influence our, our spouses to stay interested in us and, you know, and, and to love us and to do all that stuff. It just, it's, it's, the applications are endless. And I tried to write the book in a way that really hit on all those factors. I think that you have. I don't think that there's any question. I would say, and don't get me wrong, I, I think Amplify and the events that you speak at and so on and so forth have that influence, the exact influence that you're describing. You tell a joke and people laugh. You uh, make a statement and people respond to these kinds of things. And obviously, we've had enough time with you to study where a lot of that is, in fact, the words you choose, your body language, so on and so forth. But I really had never made the connection. I'd never bridged the gap between it being applicable in a sales world, in a public speaking world, in a coaching world to my personal life. And the one that really just struck a chord with me is how valuable that would be to a police officer, for example, who has to interact with the public, sometimes in a group setting, sometimes on a one-on-one -on -one basis, so on and so forth. Sometimes in arenas that they have no idea what to expect when they're walking in. And that really strikes a chord with me. I, I just can't imagine how, <laughs> well, for, for those of you that are watching or listening, um, the, the lessons, the value, the content, on how you deal with yourself, with each other, with your relationships, and certainly in your sales and marketing world are just invaluable. Um, and Jen, I'm sure that you have applied a ton of this content already. You've seen Renee speak, and I think there actually is a way, is that the website actually, crenespeak.com if memory serves? It's, a, no, it's, yeah, it the it'll it's actually meet Renee. <clears throat> Meet the, Renee. Okay. Yeah, we moved away from the C Renee speak piece. Okay. But um, it'll still but, forward, so it's all good. But Jen, this has to apply in every aspect of your life, our coaching practice, your yoga. Um, you've obviously done a ton of MLM type sales stuff, which oh, yeah. would, in my mind, have enormous applications with Renee's content. I mean, really, I'm gonna take a step back because I don't know if Renee will even remember this, but Austin was my first mortgage event really speaking at. I spoke at our mortgage event, but this was the first time Adam was like, hey, I volunteered that you're going to speak in Austin. And I Love was it. terrified. Um, it's an intimidating group of successful human beings, by all means. Especially um, those characters. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we then, know what, you guys all know what I mean by characters. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we do. I love that yeah. group. But then... 
they announced the schedule and I'm speaking after Renee. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And you were just so kind to me and told me to lean into my story and who I am. And I was speaking on marketing to millennials, which couldn't be more my niche, what I do, who I am. Um, And I do think that was a turning point for me. Like you told me that I was the one who was a leader, a thought leader on this. And I was chosen to be on that stage. Um, I am listening to the audible version of your book right now because everybody's, I bought both. So I do have, thank you. Um, But yeah, I remember that conversation now. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so meaningful to me and it's something that's really stuck with me. I'm glad, you know, it's funny, like the whole following person, people thing and stress that we create for ourselves. And, you know, it's, um, I love when people are new in the game and and getting at it because it begins there. It begins with that feeling of, of, oh my God, am I going to be okay? I got to follow this so-and-so. And, you know, I've had to follow Tony Robbins and Gary V and Ed Milet. And, you know, and it's, I'm at the point now where it's, it's, the the mantra is so I've been chosen for a reason and I'm not I wasn't chosen to be Gary V or someone else I was chosen to be Renee you were chosen to be Jen that day on a specific topic and it's when you can let that go <clears throat> is where you actually allow your heart to sort of speak on what you believe and I just I like to remind people and in, in, before they go up there just to remember why you're here like, like and, and forget about you for, well, who's the audience and why they're all here to listen. And how many times have you been in the audience and what did you feel? And usually when I'm in the audience, I'm usually looking for help and guidance. And uh, there's people chosen to be guides and people chosen to help us through some of that stuff. And when you can remember that, then you move out of the impressive mode and into a servant mode and to serve that audience. And is the most humbling thing about speaking is that you don't own your credibility. I don't own my, we call it ethos. We don't own ethos. We don't own our credibility. Our audience does. And I can go up there and be credible, but if I bomb or if I become arrogant or if I become pompous or show off and drop drop names or whatever I did, like I just did with Gary Vee and those guys in the wrong context, it's, it, your audience can take it away and it's immediately. And so then you realize, okay, I'm here to serve this audience who has taken time and they're gifting me with attention, which is the hardest thing to get right now. So I better just serve and I better serve boldly from my heart on what I believe, period. And so, yeah, I remember that conversation. I'm so glad that that, that helped. And I think uh, it's, uh, you know, you were chosen for a reason. Yeah, I've talked on a lot of stages since then and it's definitely stuck with me and I appreciate it. Cool, I love it. That was a really cool interaction, I agree. Sorry, it did we lose something? for a second. Yep. So tell us about the event you're speaking at this week, Renee. Tell us about what's going on right now. So we're going to Momentum Builder, hosted by uh, Don and Gino at DG Media. Two good friends. Great. These guys have just had a passion for trying to do events. And, and I mean, this is a difficult time to do an event. And these guys are pulling it off. They've got an incredible lineup of, of speakers in the mortgage industry. That the best some of I've it, ever seen. Yeah, this twenty-five years in the industry, the best I've ever seen. Yeah, and people that have haven't been on stage for twenty years together. You get Todd and Barry, Barry Abib have not been on the same stage for many, 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 many years, and so it's uh, it's going to be fun. 
And it's always good. I think right now <clears throat> people get it wrong. I think they start to tighten up in times like this, which is this is the time to invest. And you tighten up at the apex of your business. You tighten up then because you know you're about to go down this roller coaster. And so tighten up and get ready. And then when, it, when you're at the bottom, now drive revenue, drive investment, market more, communicate more, go to the events, learn as much as you can. This is the time to do stuff like that. And so helping people understand that sequence, it's like buying a stock. People say, well, everyone's buying, let's buy. Oh, everyone's selling, let's get out. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. And it's the same with investing in yourself. It's got to be the opposite of what we emotionally think it is. So I'm excited. It's going to be a powerful interesting. How do we break that cycle? Because you're absolutely <laughs> right. The the volume of people, and uh, for example, uh, Jen and I and a few others in the gang had decided to put together that event that we had done in Austin last fall. The amount of people that wanted to participate or interact, and it was disappointing, to say the least. Okay, let's put it back on its regular track. We'll do it in February. Same kind of result. We really are fascinated by how little people want to hit the gas at this point. Yeah. But I think that's that comes to our opportunity to influence. And to mm -hmm. me, if you're used to people hitting the gas easily, then it's not you're not in a you're in a lucky time period. Sales is about communicating value that's typically unseen to your audience. And if you want to add real value, you, you help uncover value that the audience hasn't seen, didn't even know existed. And that means that they got to uncover budget that they didn't know, they didn't plan on spending. But to get value they didn't anticipate was there, right? So it's all there. People forget that it's, yeah, I'm getting you to spend what you didn't expect, but you're also getting value that you didn't account for. And so it's just an even, not, not even an even trade. You should be getting more than what you're giving me. Period. I should be giving you five X for every dollar. You should be get five from me. And that's how I look at it. And so that's why I have no, no problem pushing. Cause if like, if I, if I say, Hey, you, you know, you got, you got, you got a dollar and they go, you go, yeah, I got 20 bucks here. And you want to trade? And you're like, nah, I'm like, wait, hold on, dude. What are you thinking? Yeah. I got 20 bucks to your dollar. Why don't you want to nah, I just don't know. I'm like, you need to wake up and do this. And here's why. When's the next time you want to go on vacation? Are you going to be able to save? This is going to allow you to do X, Y. Oh, okay. I didn't think about it that way. Okay. So trade me, you knucklehead. And that's what a sale should feel like. And it's okay to push. It's okay. If you believe, I call it caring enough to be unreasonable. And if I care enough about you and I really truly believe in my product and I know it can help you, I'm going to be pretty unreasonable to your no. And I'm going to do it with love. I'm going to do it with story. But if you tell me no specific, now if you legitimately can't afford it and I can do the math on that and say, you know what, this isn't a good time. Of course, I'm not going to push. But if I know you can and you're being emotional, we're going to have a discussion. And because otherwise, why am I selling what I sell? I better believe in it to my core. So yeah, it's, this is a tough time, but it's tough for everyone. And this is called the business cycle and it's also going to ease up. It's going to get better. So this is the time to take market share. Or as I like to say, eat out of other people's bowls that aren't paying attention. I like that. I think Adam might be frozen. I, like that I think that's well. really, oh, no, I'm, I'm good. And it's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So valuable. Renee, I'm so excited to see you speak this week. Likewise. Likewise. I'm, I'm excited as well. And I, I appreciate you doing the podcast. I appreciate you guys uh, having me up here and you're very, being very gracious with the book. I, I appreciate all of the, the, the nice things you're saying. And 
<clears throat> inspires me to keep doing it more. We're looking at, they're actually asking us to do a second one, which is like, oh, we feel like we're just getting started with this one, but um, we've got a lot of really cool things that are coming. Uh, we're doing, a, we're actually going to be starting a, a very exclusive mastermind that is going to be uh, three events per year for a very, very sort of, I say exclusive people that are sort of vetted out through application that people want to really grow and push themselves. And so we're, we're doing some fun stuff and, and uh, we've got our next big uh, virtual event. Our first one had 2,300 people. Amplify your sales. It's coming up. If you just go to go to learn with Renee, go to meet with Renee, click on events, it'll come up there. It's only 97 bucks. And so it's not something that's there. And I also tell people, if, if you can't afford $97 right now, then send me a message and we'll get you in for free. This is something that everybody needs to be attending. And, you know, to me, it's an honor. People are like, well, you're giving away for free for those that ask. I'm like, yeah, it's an honor system. And we did it. We had 23 people pay last time. And I gave it to those that can't afford it can, can give it come for free. And I think we had eight people do that. I'd never That's tell people amazing. who they were, but you know, people are of high integrity. If they can afford it, they'll do it. And if they need help, they ask graciously. And I'm like, of course, and let's get you back in the game. And if I can help, you know, 10, you know, eight people get back in the game through the knowledge, they'll come back later on and either help somebody else or maybe come back and purchase something from us. And so we, we see it as a long, a long game. <clears throat> I love that. Yeah, I will yeah. say when your As book we came all out, should. we this this oh. is go ahead, Adam. <laughs> we all should look Caesars. at it that way. It, it, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Wow. I Renee, think, I think thank Jen, you. you're I, gonna have I, to take I, us home. I know, right? Yeah, Jen. Right. Here we are. Jen, take us home. <laughs> Well, real quick, I did want to say when your book came out, Renee, we must have gotten endless messages of, have you bought it yet? Have you read it yet? And I, I think it was Keith Geringer who was like, oh yeah, I've read it three times already. And it, <laughs> I swear it had only come out like two weeks ago. So um, cool. I think Keith's everyone will be very excited at the idea of a second one for sure. So awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. Somehow we are in season six. We are booking may of season seven almost june of season seven which is incredible um so a big thank you from adam and from me for all the support of the show we really appreciate it um if you want to find out more about us you can text tips to 63566 it will give you all of the information you can get past episodes of the show you can get our weekly little tip book a free hour of coaching get a copy of adam's book just the tips um, and then big things, Social Media Day Denver is Friday, June 23rd. Tickets will be going on sale very, very soon. Uh, if you are interested in speaking or sponsoring, please reach out to me at smdaydenver at gmail.com. And then Mile High Mastermind, this sounds like a long ways away, but September 29th and 30th. It will be here before we know it. Somehow it's already February. Um, so if you're interested in speaking or sponsoring or attending any of our events, definitely reach out uh, again by texting tips to 63566. Awesome. Are you here with us, Adam? Thank you, Renee. Cool. I am. The, <laughs> Renee, I cannot thank you enough. I know we've had this in the works for some time. And I know it's hard to carve out some time. We won't keep you too long because I know you've got a flight to catch. <laughs> so I will see you here in the next couple of days. And again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for doing it. Thanks so much, Adam. It was an honor to be here and I appreciate everything you're doing. And uh, just a tip, my friend. <laughs>